Yankees, but I don't know why. 16. Oh. 16 oh. set in, in modern-day records, 13. But uh, 16 set in 1922 by that Ottawa Senator superstar Punch Broadbent. Beautiful name. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Any relation? Isn't there a Punch Imlac, too? Yes, there is. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think it was just this, this, <laughs> the same nickname. Uh, why, would the, why, why would the why would the first name be a relation? Yeah, it usually is the the, uh, the surname. That's a uh, well. That is the, you know, the I mean, generally, generally, <laughs> listen. Maybe, maybe like in in parts of the world, they they put the surname first. Uh, Darren Elliott, Darren Millard. Are you guys related? Uh, no. Yeah. Maybe, no. You I, know I, what? I spell mine differently. You guys don't even spell it the same. Yeah. So, so yeah. <laughs> well, that's your play of the day, courtesy of Max Pacioretty. He scored in seven straight games. Uh, more on what the Vegas Golden Knights are doing offensively, and you'll hear from head coach Pete DeBoer, who I caught up with uh, earlier today. Uh, it is hour number two of the VGK Insider Show coming up next on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Short-handed Smith coming down the middle on the backhand. He shoots. He scores. Listen to the fortress. It's a short-handed goal for Riley Smith. Because one hour isn't enough. We welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Knights get the puck out of the zone. Here's Stone. Lead Stevenson coming in. Down the middle. He gets a backhander off. And it's in. Chandler Stevenson. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. And live at LBSportsNetwork.com. With your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Keeping track of what's going on with the COVID situation around the National Hockey League. We'll update you on that in hour number two. One-timers coming up, uh, news notes from around the National Hockey League. Uh, also, to give you uh, an idea of the uh, injury front for a couple of teams in the NHL, as that takes a bite out of uh, teams' uh, lineups right now. Darren Millard, Ryan Wallace, Chris Chapman, uh, welcome into hour number two of the BGK Insider Show. Pete DeBoer, we have an interview with the head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, we'll roll that in just a little bit. Talk to him about uh, an hour and a half ago uh, from uh, New York City, where uh, he is uh, getting ready for the Golden Knights uh, three in four nights. So we'll start tomorrow in New Jersey and then Madison Square Garden on Friday before finishing up the road trip Sunday. Now, Sunday, just want to let everybody know, uh, on Fox Sports Las Vegas, the pregame show will take place at 10 a.m. and face off just after 11 with Dan Duva and Gary Lawless. But, uh, Ryan, what are you serving for breakfast on the pregame show Sunday morning? Uh, breakfast burritos, obviously. Nice. I like that. Yeah. Thanks. I'd like to change it up, uh, not just the uh, the regular bacon and eggs. Uh, Vegas, who knows what, what the record will be like going into that one, but they did move in the right direction with that 4-1 win over the Boston Bruins last night. Let's get some ratings. You see what I do that time with the pepper? You see what I do with the pepper? The people, the people, they want the pepper, all right? They want the pepper. Chris Chapman, 4-1 win for the Boston Bruins. I heard Mike on the postgame show last night say he was smelling th- Three five out of fives, little Carolina Reaper sweep. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll keep it simple. Carolina Reaper. It's it's probably the <laughs> second best game that they've played all season. I think the Calgary game was probably the first. This is definitely up there as far as best games they've played this entire season. They win in a place they've never won before. They absolutely were better than the Boston Bruins in every single facet of that game. Simple Carolina Reaper. Wallace. Carolina Reaper. What what impressed you the most? And you can't just say the the goal streak. Give me give me a little bit uh, in depth 
Ryan Wallace. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, continued uh, continued play uh, in the right direction from your special teams. Golden Knights went uh, one for one on the power play and one for one on the penalty kill. That's important. Uh, another a strong start for Robin Leonard. And, Darren, you mentioned it's often harder when you're not seeing a lot of shots, when you are – are watching a team in front of you shut things down, not really giving up too much. Sometimes it's harder as a goaltender to get into that game because every single save is magnified even more. I thought Leonard was dialed in, ready to go. Uh, but for me, it, it was a no-doubter. It was workmanlike, and it was against a team in Boston that I think a lot of people still look at and hold in, in high regard. So uh, for the Golden Knights to go into that game, clearly the better team, clearly the deeper team, and not give the Bruins anything. That game was over before midway through the second, midway through the first period, and that to me is why I'm giving it a Carolina Reaper. Yeah, Carolina Reaper sweep. Uh, just uh, my point of view was was what they did defensively. Uh, scoring the goals was great. Having the 3 nothing lead after the, the first, uh, with the way they were playing, uh, you didn't get the sense that there was going to be a pushback. A couple of weeks ago against Calgary, they were lights out through two periods, and the Flames came with a big third-period push. And the Vegas Golden Knights were able to withstand that and put away the two points. That game felt like it was a bigger margin of victory than one goal. Last night was what I thought the Calgary game would have played out to be. Like 4-1, lock it down, not dense. I'm still surprised when I look back at the Calgary game. Go, that, that, was, that, got, that got tight, uh, in a, even though it felt uh, like, like Vegas was, was on top of the game throughout. Yesterday, they didn't give Boston Bruins an inch to, to work with. Uh, Bruins ruined the shadow. That's about all they did. Uh, but the money line was fantastic as they continue to go. And uh, scoring from defensemen, that's another uh, hot-button topic. Uh, Vegas is in, is in the top three when it comes to uh, scoring by defensemen. It's, it, it, was, it was impressive against a team that, that's still in the mix uh, in, in the Boston Bruins. And momentum, you know, win that game against Minnesota, and then you start the road trip. And you've got something going here. And I don't know whether you guys were on board with me or not when I talked about the six games in nine nights to to finish off the or sorry, the nine games in sixteen nights leading up to the to the holidays. And we looked at that window and went, Where where will they be by Christmas? And I I really thought with getting healthier and finding a groove that this team could be in first place. I'm overly optimistic. We all know that. Mm-hmm. But they might get there. I, I feel like right now I'd be more surprised if they didn't, just based on the way that they're playing. And, you know, based on, you know, certainly the Calgary Flames doesn't seem like they're going to be playing games anytime soon. So you're chasing down the Anaheim Ducks right now. And the Anaheim Ducks, while they are continuing to find ways, they're scrappy, they're they're figuring some things out. I, the Golden Knights still have a couple of games in hand. I just I look at this re, this stretch run for the Vegas Golden Knights and how they're playing. I'd be more surprised if they don't hit the Christmas break in first place in the Pacific Division. I really would. Uh, the head coach uh, joined me earlier today. I recorded an interview with Pete DeBoer as the team rolled into New York City. It was an off day for the hockey club, uh, an opportunity to uh, catch their breath and uh, and soak up uh, a little bit of uh, 
the environment as much as you can uh, while keeping in mind uh, what's going on in our world right now. But uh, first time to New York City in a couple of years for the Vegas School of the Knights. Uh, here's my conversation with the head coach, Pete DeBoer. Hanging out with Pete DeBoer, who's uh, in New York City on a day off uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights, coming off the big win over the Boston Bruins last night. So, so the important things, uh, COVID, uh, you got to be careful. But what, like, how do you go about being in one of the great cities in the world and still have to kind of be careful? Yeah, well, that's it's like uh, herding cats. Uh, <laughs> yeah, know, it's. Uh, it, it, it's tough. I think we had a meeting this morning with our players. Um, you know, we had heard kind of secondhand through the Boston Bruins that, uh, that some of their players got together with the Calgary players in Calgary on their recent road trip. And they think that's where their outbreak started. So, you know, we're just trying to avoid all situations where, you know, we're, we're intermingling uh, or, or putting ourselves at risk, but, but it's hard. I think anybody that's living in this world knows, uh, you know, you still have to get around. You still have to eat. You still have to go to the rink and play games. And there's still 20,000 people in the arena. So, um, you know, we're, we'll do the best we can. And, uh, you know, today we're uh, we're healthy. Hopefully we wake up tomorrow and it's the same. Uh, I don't want to get too personal, uh, but uh, there is real life that happens, and you guys are in Boston, and Steve Spott's son plays uh, Northeastern, and he gets to see his son. Uh, your daughter lives in New York City. Uh, uh, kind of cool that you get to, to at least connect with family in a time period where it's it's hard when you're a professional coach and we're going through this. Yeah, it sure is. And, uh, you know, you're not there yet with your kids, but, uh, you know, they, they move on and they get out of the house and they get to college or they're in the working world and, and the opportunities are fewer and farther between. And I think, you know, for, uh, that's one of the benefits of this job is we get to roll through, uh, the cities or the areas where they are at different points and, and connect with them. And, uh, yeah, I know Steve was real excited to see Tyler, and uh, I'm taking my daughter for dinner tonight in New York, and she's made it clear that I'm buying for her and her roommates. Yeah, so I'll uh, dust off the credit card. Yeah, I don't think that ever ends, does it? The the whole <laughs> parents buying? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm hopeful, but uh, I I know it wasn't that way with my parents, but for some reason this generation yeah. it's it's a little different. <laughs> Uh, we nicknamed uh, the Stevenson, Pacioretty, and Stone line uh, the money line because of the Vegas tie-in and and their money right now. Uh, so that's uh, that was the development, uh, kind of what we worked on for the back half of the show last night uh, on the TV side uh, because uh, the the result seemed to be pretty secure. And the way Pacioretty's scoring is if you need a goal, he's given it to you. Uh, you've been around for a while now. Uh, players on this type of goal scoring role is doesn't happen very often no it doesn't and and the funny thing is it you know it's it's not it's not volume that's leading to the goals everything he's shooting is going in the net mm. and uh you know he, he has that type of shot uh, there's only a handful of guys in the league with that type of shot ovechkin those type of players uh you know where they don't need five good looks or five good shots to, to score one, uh, you know, everything he's shooting is going in the net and, you know, goal scorers are streaky, uh, to begin with. And when their confidence is rolling and you've got a world-class shot like that, uh, I'm sure the net looks like a soccer net to him right now. Hopefully we can ride it for a while longer. Uh, I thought Swayman was completely perplexed last night because, uh, he, Patrick decided to deke 
and he's all ready for the world-class shot, and then he throws that at him. Yeah. Well, you know, Vegas fans saw his shot the other day. The, the, the one that he rang off the crossbar in the breakaway that hit the bar and landed back behind our defenseman at center ice almost for a breakaway the other way. I mean, that, that shows you how hard uh, and the velocity on that, that shot and that release. And I haven't seen anything like that. I mean, I've seen a guy take a slap shot, you know, that, that made me bounce that far back, but, but never a snapshot. So he's, uh, he's got a heavy, heavy one. Uh, interesting too, that, uh, the goal scoring streak has overshadowed stone and Pacioretty who both have nine game point streaks. Uh, th- this line, this unit, uh, I know Stevenson didn't play the one game, uh, with his grandmother, uh, passing away, but the, They've come back just to hit the ground running. Uh, can you point to anything? Because normally it takes a while to get going. Well, I think their history shows that they've been one of the best lines in the league, you know, for a couple of years uh, statistically. And uh, I think, you know, when when good players like that miss extended periods, they come back hungry and refreshed and healthy. And, um, you know, I think... Uh, you throw those things in the mix and it's still early in the season. So, so teams are still trying to get their, their five on five defensive games in the right places. So there, you know, there is some more room out there than there will be in March or April. And those guys are taking advantage of it. Hey, can, can you evaluate your team yet? Or is it still because you're just kind of getting healthy? Uh, you're in that mode. Well, I think, I think we're getting closer. I, if you asked me two weeks ago, I'd say absolutely not. I had no idea what we have, uh, you know, we started getting guys back and then, you know, they, they need four or five games to start to get comfortable and get their legs under them. I, I really liked, I think the Boston game was probably as close to how I envision us playing uh, as I've seen, uh, at, at least defensively. Um, you know, I think we had them at the end of the night for five or six chances. We defended really well. We didn't give them anything off the rush. We controlled their big guys other than, the one uh, goal that Bergeron got, he got away from us. But, uh, you know, I, I think if we can defend that way, everyone talks about the offense. I think this team's going to be able to score. I think, uh, you know, if we can get our defensive game like it's looked in Boston, you know, like it started to look recently in some of the big wins we've had, uh, and we continue to build on that, uh, we're going to be a, a tough out. I see you laughing and chuckling. Uh at times on the bench and it's just at different parts of the game. Uh, who, who makes you laugh back there? Uh, different guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we, we get some, we've got some funny guys, uh, <laughs> on our team. You know, I obviously Marcia. So, uh, has always got something to say. And, uh, he's one of those guys that throws out 10 to get one laugh. So if you, if you see me laughing then it's probably the, the one he hit on that, uh, that I actually found amusing. Um, <laughs> You know, P- Patch is a pretty funny guy, too, and uh, he's feeling pretty good right now. So, you know, he likes to talk on the bench. And, you know, we, we've got a few coaches back there that aren't uh, aren't quiet, meek, mild guys either. So there's a lot of a lot of different options. Can you get Ryan Craig to, to crack a smile? <laughs> he's all business. He's all <laughs> <Yes>. business. <laughs> uh, before we let you go, just a, a comment on Chandler Stevenson because he has the big night. And then last night, the the, the pass to set up the first goal was beautiful going across uh, uh, ice. Yeah. And, and he did so much work down low on that play. And and then the feed to Pacioretty was like, a, like Tom Brady throwing it where only – 
the receiver could get it. And and that was so just uh, maybe we hear about the speed, we hear about uh, different parts of his game, but but that distribution uh, aspect. Yeah, world-class skill play. Um, you know, and, and he's, he's made uh, some unbelievable passes uh, on patches, goals here recently. Uh, setting him up even uh, on you know to mark stone for a one-timer in the slot last night um so you know he, he it is an underrated part uh, you know chandler really is is the whole package as far as skill he's got great hands he's got a great shot he's got great vision and he's got fantastic speed and the speed really pops but you know those other elements of his game are all there and uh you know i think this year we're starting to see more and more of of the whole package uh you know, we would like him to shoot more. He's got a fantastic shot. He just blows it by people in practice. But uh, with those other two guys on the line, uh, he, he distributes uh, more than he shoots. Were you talking about me when you said? <laughs> no, we we know we know your scouting report. I got to apologize too because uh, I know you got asked about that uh, last week at practice. First of all, I appreciate you ever letting me uh, go out there and do that. But uh, I didn't intend for you to be asked about it. And after about the third question, I was watching, going, "Please stop talking to him about the the goofy shooter tutor in there." Well, you were you were very prophetic. I think you said you were trying to get our our, our shooters' uh, confidence up, and yeah. I think we've scored five goals every game since you've been out. So. You might be a regular occurrence. Yeah, uh, Pete, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for doing this, uh, pal, and uh, good luck as you play three and four on the weekend. All right, Darren, thanks. Pete DeBoer uh, hooking up with the head coach uh, earlier today, and uh, he's out uh, for dinner with uh, with his daughter Abby tonight and an opportunity to to see family along the way. But you also have to be mindful, R- Ryan, uh, of, of what's going on with COVID, and we'll get into that in, in one-timers in just a little bit. But there is that that fine line between being social, and fortunately you're with family, so that that's great. But, uh, man, can you imagine being in, in New York City and, and not be like, teams coming to Vegas last year and not being able to go out? Uh, tough to take. Yeah, it's it's hard, right? Like, I, I think that um, there's a certain level of fatigue that sets in when when you've been going through something for as, as long as kind of the world has been dealing with COVID that, you know, you, you kind of look at everything else around you or certain situations in your life become a little bit more normal, a little bit more normal. And then uh, you have a couple of days like the NHL world has had over the last few, the the sports world in general has had over the last couple of weeks. And you know, all of a sudden you, you kind of go right back to, to where you were and, and understanding that it's really important to, to really hone in on what you have to do, the right things on the road uh, to make sure, ensure that uh, you you don't have uh, any anything that comes back, any type of, of outbreak or anything like that that um, that is is really important to be mindful of. I thought it was interesting when he said they want Chandler Stevenson shooting more. I, I hadn't mm-hmm. thought about that. I mean, I I think it's so interesting because I I think Chandler Stevenson sees the game so well, and he he knows. Stone and Patch already inside and out. That when he makes a pass to to set up a, a better opportunity, it, it's almost always the right play. Uh, but I think the way that he's going right now and the skill set that he has, I want him to be a little bit more selfish too. I, I think that if he if he defers a little bit less, it probably opens up a little bit more. Yeah, and it'll give point. him some opportunities to score some goals. And, that- and you know, it, it, it's hard to think of that line being better. 
But if Chandler Stevenson presents himself as a shooting option more, I think they could get there. If I'm reading it right, you're, you're kind of like run the ball a couple of times to open up the passing game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. That 100%. kind of analogy. Hey, uh, VGK fans, listen up uh, for your chance to win the Insiders Ultimate Hockey Tailgate Hookup, brought to you by Porta Subs. Keep on listening to be caller number 9 at 702-876-1340 to get hooked up with a two-foot sub from Porta Subs that will instantly get you into the winning the grand prize of the Insiders Ultimate Hockey Tailgate Prize Pack which includes a charcoal grill, a pop-up canopy, two camping chairs, a cooler, and a Bluetooth speaker. That, like That's the whole package right there. Not to mention a six-foot mm-hmm. sub provided by Porta Subs. It's uh, available now. You can get in to win that grand prize if you're caller number 9 to 702-876-1340. What's the latest on the COVID situation? There's a development uh, and a big one uh, from uh, the Canadian side as it relates to the National Hockey League. And we'll uh, tell you a little bit more about uh, measures that the National Hockey League uh, may be about to take in regards to uh, trying to get everything under control and stop uh, the uh, spread of COVID-19 from team to team. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insider Show. Let's start with the Calgary Flames, who we knew were shut down through Thursday coming into today. Uh, that has changed as they will not play into the weekend, uh, December 18th, uh, for COVID concerns. They have almost the entire team in COVID protocol right now. It, yeah. it It's the most extensive list that I've seen this year or last year, quite frankly. And yeah. it includes players, support staff, and coaches, um, it has gone completely right through their roster. So the Calgary Flames will not uh, will not play through this weekend because of uh, a COVID uh, outbreak. Yeah, and it's 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 tough. It uh, you know it, it's it's one of those scenarios, one of those things where um, I, again it puts into perspective how quickly um, you know COVID can can kind of derail things and and it certainly has right now for the calgary flames and you know of course your your main focus main concern right now is that uh the players and support staff and coaches that that are you know are are covid positive are um feeling okay doing okay and uh will recover with without any issues brad marchand was in covid protocol yesterday went in covid protocol yesterday afternoon uh the boston bruins uh forward Patrice Bergeron was added today. He played last night. Yep. So if you're worried at all about a Vegas connection, that would be uh, the worry. Now, interesting what Pete said, Pete DeBoer, in the the last segment uh, in our conversation with him, that there was uh, talk through back channels that some of the Bruins got together with some of the Flames. uh, And that happens all the time where players know each other and different teams. They have uh, have some dinner. and, and catch up and maybe it got from Calgary they played each other but they also hung out together got from Calgary and now to Boston and that'll be the concern and you hope it doesn't go Boston Vegas uh, fingers crossed on that front mm-hmm. yeah 100% I mean 
ideally you you want to make sure you want to hope that uh, it, it's not going to be a situation where it runs through the Boston Bruins and it it goes to the Vegas Golden Knights in the same way that it is uh, it is run through the Calgary Flames. Now Canada, in a particular Ontario, has put new guidelines in for spectators, uh-huh. and it's fifty percent capacity for sporting events. So the Toronto Maple yep. Leafs, Ottawa Senators. Uh, Toronto Raptors uh, in that regard 50% capacity right now starting Saturday yeah and that's you know that's a tough one too because again as, as we've we've kind of talked about throughout various points of, of you know last season the way that it ended this season the way that it started it, things start to kind of feel normal back to normal and it's not the same Right, it's not the same as pre-pandemic. I don't think we're ever going to feel like that again. But uh, it did feel more or less like normal, and and this kind of it kind of brings you back a little bit and and knocks the pegs out a little bit, and and that's it's unfortunate. It's frustrating. It, it's hard to um, you know go into or think about NHL games with 50% capacity again. But that's where we're at right now. Uh, there's also going to be a much stricter uh, enforcement of the mask mandate. We've all been to places where there's mm-hmm. a mask mandate, and nobody's wearing masks. Uh, yep. the, they're gonna they're gonna crack down on that and hopefully get uh, accelerate the booster uh, part of it. So uh, that's the the COVID side. Now, with all of this happening, I, a week ago we were we were kind of throwing out our percentages for whether or not uh, the Olympics would happen. Uh, I was fully on board. Uh, the Olympics uh, with National Hockey League participation uh, would occur. I was I was like 100% a week ago. Uh-huh. I don't know yeah. now. I, I really <laughs> don't know now. Uh, yeah. And and it comes with with the uh, so many more cases. It and does it not feel? And maybe I'm missing this uh, entirely. But it it feels like sports teams, whether it's the uh, NFL or or the National Hockey League, the last couple of days, feels like. The, the outbreaks are, are more per capita than the general public right now. And I, I don't know whether I'm accurate on that, but it just gives me that vibe uh, with all yeah, the cases I, coming out. I, I don't know because, I, and I'll be honest, like I, I try to steer away from things that I know will kind of put me into a funk. So I, I, could, I couldn't tell you, honestly, yeah. like what the numbers are for populations, what the numbers are for, you know, just Nevada in general. Like I couldn't tell you that. But... Go ahead. It was just chewing at the back of my head. Like, it just, this yeah. feels like out of whack com- compared to the general public. Normally, it's the, the public outbreak happens, and then it, it feeds into to the other parts. This feels like it's the opposite. Yeah, it just it, it feels sudden for mm-hmm. me, I guess, is kind of the way that I would put it. it. It's just kind of zero to 60 here over the last couple of uh, couple of days, certainly. And, um, you know, again, it, it's, it's one of those things where, we talked about it last year, like COVID was always going to be in the background of the shortened 56 game schedule for the NHL. COVID's still in the background here. And, and you know, you, you kind of get lulled into a false sense of security, but with different variants and uh, higher transmissible um, variants out there, it, it becomes a, a big question. And that's what's going on right now. It kind of feels to me like we're back at the very beginning. And I know, I know, that's not an original thought. Justin Emerson actually tweeted something out like that yesterday. And it's like, it feels like we're, we're I say that because with the amount of players testing positive, yeah. it reminds me of March of 2020. And 
you know, now with Canada adding those restrictions, it almost seems to me like we may, and I hope it doesn't happen, we may get to a point where we're back in empty arenas. Like, I, it, it's crazy. I, I watch a lot of soccer, and I watched the German game yesterday, and there were no fans in the stadium. Then I watched another game from Germany, and there were like 50% of the fans allowed. And it varies state by state, which I know is what Canada is doing right now with the provinces. And it's an Ontario thing, but it just feels like we're going backwards. And, and quite honestly, it's, it's kind of depressing. The uh, the Olympics. So I was uh, fully on board last week. Now I don't know. So I wanted to, to just get a lay of the land. I've heard different takes on this. We sure. have this three-week break in February for the National Hockey League to participate in the Beijing Olympic Winter Games. If the National Hockey League does not go to China, what happens with that three weeks? There's been a lot of talk from from people who have told me that building availability is such that that three-week break will still occur. Hmm. I wasn't sure about that. I find it hard to believe with that. So I I, I talked to a couple of people high up in in the National Hockey League, and the, the plan... And th- this is very loose, okay, what, what I'm about to, to share with you. But there will still be a significant break for the players. Is that 10 days? Is that two weeks? Because plans have been made by, by players who knew that the three-quarters of the league knew that they weren't going to go to the Olympic Games. So they've all made plans right. uh, to do right. things. So those plans have already been made. But that third week, that third week just sticks out there do you want to shut down your league for three weeks even if you're not at the olympic games no not a chance right. so you've got that swing week do you do you take games from the jammed march and and pluck a couple out and make everybody play a couple of games in that third week that's going to be difficult because some teams don't have building availability they may be able to play on the road but there's some of that do you take some of these postponed games and put them in there and fit them in in that regard? That's a possibility. I can tell you, while it's it's fluid right now, with with the what to do with that third week, they will still they are going to do their best if they don't go to China, do their best to schedule games during the break, but they don't know how many they can get in. So keep that in mind when everybody's thinking about this. Just because. Uh, if, if the National Hockey League players decide not to go to China, that third week may turn into uh, so, some National Hockey League action, which would be would be best for everybody, uh, the players, coaches, like especially with with what's happening. So, wanted to give you just a, a little bit of an update on that front. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks five and zero under Bruce Boudreaux. Five and zero. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. They're, Come on, they're in it. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. But it's it's not surprising because Bruce Boudreaux is a, a damn good hockey coach. Mm-hmm. They are in it in, in the with the Western Conference and making making a run uh up in, in the Pacific division. I don't know whether they're gonna get it. Is this is this just a really good run? But boy, it's been impressive how they've been able to win some games. And some of them they they've taken advantage of teams on back to backs. But yeah, this this is a different. They were throwing jerseys on the ice two and a half mm-hmm. weeks ago. Yep. And now, yep, all is good in the world. Now in Edmonton, 
it's a different story. Once the high-flying <laughs> Oilers could do no wrong, have now lost a bunch. And guess what? They're throwing jerseys on the ice in Edmonton. It happened last night. Mm-hmm. Yep. Why would you ever do that? You spend 200 bucks or more on a mm-hmm. sweater. Yep. Are you are you that desperate to be cool and stand out that you're going to throw your sweater on the ice? And guess what? If you throw something on the ice, you're going to get kicked out and you probably won't be allowed back in because you're not allowed to throw crap on the ice. Never mind the sweater of your favorite team that you're spending so much harder money and time and effort and passion to support. I know you're frustrated, but your team's in a playoff spot in the Edmonton Oilers, and you have two of the best players in the game. A Vancouver, that that's a fan base that tended to be uh, a, a little, <laughs> how do you say, unpredictable and... Ooh, over Alarmist. the top. Over the top. Yeah. Okay. Edmonton, come on. That, that that was strictly following what happened in Vancouver a couple of weeks ago. That was well, disappointing. Well, you got to one-up the Canucks, right? That, 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 that's basically what it, it, it felt like. <laughs> and, I, and the linesman yeah, I mean, went over like, and picked up the sweater, and I don't know mm-hmm. what the linesman did with it, but I sure hope they didn't give it back. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't understand. I, I would never throw a jersey a sweater on the ice like that i paid for because that that's just a waste of money like i don't really understand that you i get frustration i get being upset believe me i have seen some really really bad um years from hockey teams that i have loved and supported in the past i at no point in time would i ever um throw a jersey on the ice because of it um but you know, like, listen, it, it's it's frustrating. I think for Edmonton Oilers fans because you got off to this great start. You essentially had a stranglehold on a division because there there was so much room to continue to grow and get better, and it's fallen off. And now the Edmonton Oilers yeah. are going to be in a fight all the rest of the year to get themselves into the playoffs. And goaltending is going to be an issue. Uh, defense is going to be an issue. Like, there's issues with this Edmonton Oilers team that was uh, masked. Very well by a hot start for Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl. Uh LeBron, did you see him repping the Penguins jersey before the Lakers Mavericks game? Yeah, shouldn't he be a like Blue Jackets fan or something? Come on, no he plays for or or, or a shouldn't Kings he fan? be a, a no, Kings no 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 no. There is there is an explanation to that. What is it? LeBron, oh, okay. Le, yeah. no, hear me out. LeBron James is an investor in Fenway Sports Group. He is actually part owner of Liverpool. Ding, 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 ding. Winner over there. Knew he understood it for Liverpool connections. Well Uh, done. That's all I know. (laughs) No, I get it. I get it. So LeBron isn't just a fan. He's an owner. Uh, Well, in that that case, I guess you can do whatever you want. Go ahead. Be Uh, you, LeBron. Hey, I I got a chance to chat with Ryan Hartman today. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Before before we... Before we started going, I just said, hey, uh, that was fun the other day. Uh, every t- everybody I've told that I, that I was going to talk to you, they all bring up the stone hit. Stone hit? <laughs> <laughs> or the cross check on Riley Smith no, that wasn't called. Was like, <laughs> stone hit? <laughs> he played it off perfectly. We weren't even rolling that. And he just, it just, I, I like him. I, I, what he did, I don't like. But I like him because he's just so in your face. Uh you know, he was a field goal kicker when he was a younger. He was a great nope. baseball player. 
He's like a, a single-digit handicap uh, golfer. There's not much he can't do. It's unbelievable. He quit baseball because they told him to take the next step in his baseball career. He had to start playing summer ball, and he, he grew up in Hilton Head and, and decided. Wait, he's from South Carolina? Yeah, yeah. He said he didn't want to uh, give up the beach. <laughs> uh, to play baseball That's a great answer yeah. so he, he quit playing competitive baseball so he could go to the beach you know what <laughs> beautiful that's that sounds pretty pretty accurate for people who grew up near the beach and uh, 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 I, I encourage you to go listen to it just to just to hear the story <laughs> about how his dad taught him to kick field goals <laughs> and it is one of the weirdest stories or strategies to learn how to kick field goals, and that's on the uh, on the chirp with Darren Millard. It, uh, I, I don't know how his dad came up with it, but it's right up there uh, with Johnny Gaudreau's dad putting uh, skittles on the ice, and and Johnny would have to skate around to to learn how to skate to pick up all the skittles. <laughs> this is this is uh, right up there uh, without the caddy. So uh, there you are. There's your uh, one time. That's on the chirp with uh, Darren Millard. That'll be if it hasn't dropped, it'll be dropping uh, very soon. Uh, those are your one timers uh, for this. Wednesday, December on Fox Sports Las Vegas, we have tickets to give away. It's okay. He's panicking over there. Yeah, I was that I wasn't gonna get, yeah. That I wasn't going to give away the tickets, <laughs> but I wanted to complete the the, the segment. Oh, I, I, uh, we I, have two tickets to give away to yes. Tampa Bay Lightning, two-time Stanley Cup champion. Tampa Bay Lightning will be at T-Mobile Arena next Tuesday. First game back from the road trip. Uh, welcome them back. Uh, have some fun. Enjoy it. Uh, there's two games at T-Mobile before the Christmas break. Uh, 702-876-1340. We will send you to see the Vegas Golden Knights. And by then, they might be the first place Vegas Golden Knights against the two-time Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning. Ryan, the number, please. 26. 26. Caller 26 to 702-876-1340. Catching up with Chapman if he's done answering the phones. We'll be on the other side on Fox Sports Las Vegas. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. All right. Was going to actually talk about the Henderson Silver Knights. They had a nice come-from-behind victory last night. Over those Tucson Roadrunners, 4-3 in overtime. Jake LeCision, big goal in that one. Ben Jones also with a big goal for Silver Knights. But we're actually going to go to the game on Saturday night, myself and my wife. Nice. We have never been to a Silver Knights game, so they're playing. Huzzah. Yeah. John. Well, I'm more I'm more interested in seeing Johnny Canuck. Oh, because yeah, they're playing Abbotsford. Yeah. And the funny thing is, I was telling I was telling Brian McCormick last night that I went on their website to try to buy an Abbotsford Canucks jersey. Yeah. All sold out. Didn't matter. Home, away, completely sold out. Popular. You know what I just noticed is you just take it out of your your intro now. You don't wait for anybody yeah, to set well, you up. Because I don't have a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> His segment, yeah, I know it's beautiful. I, he, he should do it. He absolutely should do it. Oh, well, I'm short on time. But now you've got time to fill. By the way, I had <laughs> I had a uh, a sound for when we all agreed. Yeah. What is it? Smoking. Nice. 